0: 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we'll read verses 17 through 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 17 through 31. Say this in the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. <coughs> For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block "...unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men." Verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Verse 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we uh, claim the blood and name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just thank you again for your goodness and grace. (coughs) Uh, Lord, we thank you, God, that we can pray and pray for one another. Lord, again, we think of Sister Creft this morning. We think of Sister Sarah. We think of Sister uh, Barnett. We think of Sister uh, Carpenter. Uh, we think of Little Robert this morning and uh, others, dear God, uh, that just need you to touch them uh, physically. We pray, uh, come by them this morning and help them. And Lord, we think of those that may need you spiritually this morning. Lord, you know who's listening. You know who's here that may not be saved. Lord, what a, this would be a great day for somebody to get born again through the power of the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, we thank you again for uh, those that uh, evangelized this week, those that went out yesterday and uh, gave out gospels and talked to people. And Lord, we know uh, others here, Lord, as they were at work, uh, they were a testimony and uh, they gave out traction. Maybe they got the witness of somebody, or just by going to work and setting an example, Uh, dear God, they were a witness for you. And we thank you for that. And so, Lord, as we uh, look at the Word of God this morning, again, uh, challenge us, encourage us. Dear God, and may our desire be towards you. Lord, we thank you uh, for this missionary, uh, Lord, that dropped in this morning. We pray your touch and anointing upon he and his family. Uh, just meet their needs in every way and uh, get them to where you've called them. In a timely manner, we pray to your glory. So again, right now, Lord, we yield ourselves to you that in everything you'd get the glory. And again, build your local church in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Notice again, verse uh, 7. Uh, 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 teen says, for Christ sent me not to baptize. Hey, listen, he did send you, but he sent you for a purpose, right? He says, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. And so uh, I want to give that thought. Hey, listen, uh, we don't need to get sidetracked, right? Uh, And it's just sort of like what this uh, uh, brother said about uh, about the churches in England. What happened? Well, somewhere along they got sidetracked. And, you know, I see that happening in America. Uh, Churches are getting sidetracked, Christians are uh, uh, getting uh, sidetracked. Hey, we need to be the focus. What is our responsibility? And uh, we need to keep that. Listen, uh, a passion for the passion. That's what we need to keep. Amen. passion the gospel of Jesus Christ we need amen as we think about coming up to this meeting when you say God help me to keep a passion for the passion help me to keep a passion for the gospel a passion for getting out the gospel Lord I ever want that thought of reaching people with the gospel to be a burning yearning desire in my heart that is my uh, responsibility as a child of God, and he said, "Listen, uh, he sent me not to baptize." Hey, uh, uh, talking about baptisms, good. There's a place for baptism. There's a lot of uh, there's a place for a lot of good things in the Word of God. But we know we're to preach the gospel plus nothing. Minus nothing, plus nothing, minus nothing, and it's the gospel alone. As we were uh, having those uh, classes or or preparation for going out yesterday, and giving that the focus. That is why there people need the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that can change a life. And so he's reminded them that is to be uh, the focus. And we need to remind ourselves that is our focus. Keep the main thing, the main thing. That is why we exist uh, today as believers. Again. Uh, 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 Christ, what? He what, for the Son of Man came not in the world to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Again, that was my life verse and the motto others. Christ came to the church for others. He established the church on earth for others. And the only reason we remain on earth is for others. Amen. And getting them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now he said, listen, uh, not everybody's going to appreciate that. He says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And none of that, but to, uh, to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Foolishness. Uh, uh, it's kind of uh, funny. I, I noted when uh, Brother David was talking, he used the word, he says, to them, it's absurd. And you know what? That's exactly what that word of foolish there means. It means absurd. And absurd means to be inconsistent with reason. Or the plane dictates a common sense. In other words, they looked at that and said, "It just doesn't make sense right? And then we'll talk about that in a minute. But to us, it's the power. Once we get it, we understand it. Wow. That's the power of God. Man, the only transforming power there is, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, I don't have a religion that was pumped into my head. I have a gospel, amen, that was believed on in my heart, amen, and transformed me, amen, changed my life. Old things were passed away. All things became new. Uh, my sin is gone, amen, and I'm heaven bound. I've been born again the family God. Now are ye the sons of God through the power of the gospel. Verse 19 says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent See, that's what the gospel do. You know, people, uh, they like to try and prove how smart they are. Well, you know, and they try to reason with you. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in Bulgaria, those, those people, they're really smart over there. You think I tried to compete with them? Oh, no, uh-uh. I can't compete with them. You know, you've heard, you've heard that term, the smartest man in the room. You know, you ever read about people like Jeff Bezos or uh, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Gates and these people, they talk about, well, you know, when they walk into the room, you know, they're the smartest guy in the room and everybody turns to them. I said, I can't compete with that. I said, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, even when I'm the only guy in the room. I mean, I can't win. (laughs) Even if I go in there by myself, I'm still not the smartest guy in the room. I just can't win. So I'm not going to try to compete with anybody on that level. And he says, you don't have to. You're not aiming for the head anyways. Amen. You're aiming for the heart. And listen, the power that would destroy all their reasoning. The power that would destroy all their religion, the power that destroy all their trusting in, amen, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So don't get in a, a tit for tat, if you will, when you talk to people. Just keep giving the word. Just keep giving the gospel. Uh, just keep sending that uh, message, message out. Because, friend, uh, God doesn't care about how smart you are. This is what you need to tell people. Well, you're pretty smart, but, you know, uh, uh, God doesn't really care how smart you are. What he cares about is how lost you are God cares how lost you are that's what people need to know hey I'm glad you're smart you got talent oh man oh I'm sure you're 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 a lot uh, uh, better than me in a lot of areas but uh, one area where I got you right now is how I'm saved you're lost but hey you can get on this side of it too through the gospel so God doesn't care about how smart you are Uh, this morning he cares about how lost you are and your need Verse 21 says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom do not God, it please God by what, there it is, the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. And I want to say this morning that preaching is still God's main method of getting out the gospel. Hey, we hand out tracts, amen, and I'm glad to hand out tracts. And uh, we do other things to uh, make a connection with people so we can be a witness to it. But listen, the main thing is still the preaching of the word of God. This is the only thing that can help people in every area of their life is the word of God. We're called to preach uh, the word, right? Again, not with reasoning, and not, not trying to, again, uh, he says, not with, the, uh, uh, with, with man's wisdom, but just get up, amen, and give them the word of God. See, that's the advantage you have over that person. Don't worry about, again, if they're smarter than you or they can do this. The advantage you have is you have the incorruptible seed. Amen. You have the spirit of God. So whatever they say, amen, it, it, it can just sort of hit you and you know it dies right there. Whatever they say dies right there. But what you have is alive. It's alive, you know. Again, I I uh, uh, I like the story of that that man that was on the street and he 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 had his hat down there and he he he's on the street corner. He's yelling, "It's alive! It's alive!" And he's pointing down, "It's alive! It's alive!" And everybody goes, "What? What? What? What's alive?" And he reaches in, he pulls out his Bible, he says, "The Word of God, it's alive. This is the only book that is alive, and that's why it can give life." So, man, don't think you got to, you know, read the Encyclopedia Britannica and, uh, and you got to read uh, all these great uh, deep books of understanding and, you know, you got to be able to quote Shakespeare and, and all that stuff, even though I did like Romeo and Juliet. I could probably quote a little of that, but we'll move on. But, hey, listen, no, give them the Word of God. That's what you, you just keep shooting them with the Word of God. That, that's just like Jesus, thus saith the Lord. Thus it, listen, if it, if it worked on the devil then it'll work on those who are full of the devil. Amen. If it worked on the devil, if thus saith the Lord worked on the devil, then thus saith the Lord will work on those full of the devil. Amen. Just keep giving uh, the word of God. And notice verse 22 here. It says, for the Jews require a sign. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews require a sign. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I drive like a Jew. I follow the signs. Amen. Everywhere I go. Right? The Jews require a sign, but the Greeks seek after wisdom. Now think about that for a moment. The Jews require sign, Greeks seek after us. You know, everybody has that thing they're looking for. You know, well, you know, if you can just show me the the, the, the Jews, well, if you can just show me that sign, and, and if, if the Greeks, well, if you can just show me the logic in this thing, or you know, like that. You know, you talk to a lot of people, well, if you can just prove this one thing to me, then maybe I believe, or maybe I'll come to Christ. Uh, no, sir, that's not the way it works. It works like this. You're a sinner. If you die in your sin, you're going to bust hell wide open. But you don't have to die in your sin. You don't have to go to hell. God loves you. Jesus died and shed his blood and was buried and rose again the third day. That doesn't mean you do it arrogantly. That doesn't mean you do it with a wrong attitude. But you want to keep focused on this is the only thing to help. Not not once I prove to you that that evolution's wrong. Now, once I prove to you, Amen, uh, that you know all, all, all these all, all these guys aren't the ones that are smart enough to tell you uh, what to do, or not. Once I disprove your religion to you, Amen, I just need to give you the word and say, Holy Spirit of God, take the truth of that and prick that heart, and pierce that heart, and convict that heart, and break that heart. Just keep preaching. That is still God. I don't care what, well, you know, I, I, you know I've had people say, well, you know, that, that, that stuff just doesn't work today. Oh, and who made you authority on that? Who made you authority on that? Oh, no, it worked. It worked for uh, Abraham. It worked for Paul Sias. It, works for, it worked for, you know, uh, Spurgeon, all them. It'll work for us today. We just need to keep the focus on preaching the word of God. We don't need to change our means and methods. That doesn't mean you can't change, you know, uh, uh, some things, but we're not going to change the message. We're not going to change the book. Amen. We're going to stay focused on the message. So now think about this. The Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. To the Jews, a sign. You know, to them, seeing is believing. It has to be seen. And you still have a lot of people that today. How can you believe in something you can't see? To them, seeing is believing. The Greeks seek after wisdom. To them, understanding is believing. To the Jews, seeing is believing. To the Greeks, understanding is believing. You know, to the Jews, it had to be seen. To the Greeks, it had to make sense, right? It had to be logical. But no, it doesn't have to be seen. It doesn't necessarily have to be understood in the intellectual sense, but it does have to be believed by faith. You see, verse 23 says, again, verse 22, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But, hey, listen... That might be what they want, but it's not about what they want. That might be what they think, but it's not about what they think. But we preach Christ crucified. Amen. And you know what that is? That's a stumbling block to the Jews. And again, unto the Greeks, that's foolish. Again, they look at and say, why, that's absurd. You see, the cross messes up everybody's way of thinking. You know, all this stuff about sin. What's this sin stuff? What's this, oh, somebody having to die? What's this stuff about blood? What's all this blood stuff? What's this resurrection? What's this stuff about heaven and hell? Why, that's absurd. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> of course, because natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he know them there foolishness unto him, as long as he's trying to understand them in 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 just the capacity of his own uh, intellectual mind and own natural uh, uh, abilities. He's got to let go of self, amen, and he's got to cast himself by faith through the grace of God upon the truth of the word of God. You see, verse 24, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom. You want a you sign? Now think about this a minute. The Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. Let me, l- l- let me give you this. Friend, are you looking for a sign? Are you looking for a sign? You want to see a sign from, from God? Well, let me tell you, friend, there is no more powerful sign. There is no more powerful sign than a holy God. There is no more powerful sign than a holy God hanging on a rugged cross, amen, dying for your sin, amen. There's no more powerful sign. There's no greater sign. You want to see a sign, that is the sign that God gave you. The sign you can look at and see Jesus Christ hanging at Calvary, dying there, bearing your sin, and paying the price for you and being your Substitute there 's no greater sign than that that is the sign he said hey i 'll give you a sign of Jonah, right amen uh, he said i 'll give you there 's no greater sign john fifteen thirteen greater love hath no man than this. what that a man laid down his life for his friends there 's no greater sign that God is going to give you there 's no greater love that God can show than him as a holy God, a holy lamb, a sinless god man hanging upon the cross, dying and shedding his blood. That's the only only sign the Jews get, amen? That's the only sign the whole world gets, is a holy God hanging on the cross, dying for their sin. You see, and you said, oh, but the Greeks seek after wisdom. Well, let me give you this. To me, there's nothing wiser, there's nothing wiser than a merciful God there's nothing wiser than a merciful God doing for man what he could not do for himself. There's nothing wiser than that. God said, hey, listen, look, look friend, you can't do it. You can't, there's nothing you can do to help yourself. There's nothing you can do, those bloody hands, there's nothing you can do, amen, to change that sinful heart. There's nothing you can do to stop yourself from going to hell. There's nothing you can do in your own power to get you one step closer to a relationship with a holy, merciful, gracious, and loving God. And so God, in his wisdom, said, listen, I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. What is wiser than that, amen? What's, what's better thinking than that that a God is willing to do for you what you can't do for Romans 8:3 for what the law could not do? why? It was weak through the flesh. It was weak through the flesh. What the law could not do because it was weak through us, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Well how wise is that? What an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it would take a God to think of something like that. It would take a holy, loving, and merciful God to think of an idea like that. And aren't you glad he thought of it? Amen. Aren't you glad he thought of it? Amen. He said this, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, what did he do? Condemn sin in the flesh. Man, what a wise God. What a merciful God. He said, you want a sign? Look at Calvary. Amen. The greatest sign you'll ever see is my son hanging on the cross, bearing your sin, shedding his blood, and paying the price. Amen. And being buried and raising again the third day. Wise. Amen. You want to see wisdom? Amen. Uh, A God showing his love by allowing his son, his holy son, amen, his wonderful son, to come down and walk this earth, amen, and live a sinless life and then be your substitute and pay the price for your sin. Well, you can't get any wise than that. Romans 5, 6, for when we were yet without strength. Oh no, we had no ability to do it. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. What a merciful and gracious God. Verse 26, for you see your calling brother. Not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world. To confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen; yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. You see, a wise, mighty, noble. Listen, God doesn't care what the world thinks about things. Listen, God doesn't care what uh, people think about the way that He does things. And you know what? God doesn't care what people think. And you know what? We just need to stop caring about what people think. What hinders us a lot of times, we get worried about what, 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 what people think. We were, they were talking about that yesterday when they're talking about, well, you know, what's this person going to think if I do this, if I do that? Hey, listen, for, the best thing you do is just die to self, just go out there, amen, and give them Jesus, and give them Jesus. Again, I think about uh, my grandfather when he told me that story. He, I mentioned before, he was probably in his mid to late 80s when he, told, when he told me this story for the last time about being on that island in the Philippines with cannibals on it. And, 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 and he, he, had, he had preached to the, to the village and the chief, he wouldn't come to the meetings. He sort of sat over here, you know, away from his people. He thought he was better than them. And then one day after he'd been there a while, the, the, chief, the chief came to him and he, he's got his two, you know, big bodyguards beside him. And I'll never forget, he said, and he said, here I'm sitting here with that that that, that chief, that headhunter. He, I mean, he he could have killed me right there. Not nothing I could have done about it. He said, but Jeff, and all of a sudden tears began to roll down my grandfather's face. I'll never forget it. He sat there in his living room. And he said, Jeff. I looked at him, and I just gave him Jesus. Hallelujah. Hope- he didn't get up and say, oh, you know, these 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 you know these witch doctors. He didn't try to reason with them about the witch doctors. He didn't try to reason about this and that, you know, about his wicked life and doing all these things. He just got up. He said, Jeff, I just gave him Jesus. I just gave him Jesus. And he said, I'll never forget when I left that island. He said, that chief came up to me and he said, he said, sir, we are thankful to the Americans for coming over here to deliver us from the Japanese. He said, but sir... He said to my grandfather, he said, but I'm more thankful to you for coming over here to deliver us from sin, to deliver us from sin. Oh, well, listen, listen! Oh, listen. When, you, when, when, you, when you don't know what to do, do what you're supposed to do. Just give them Jesus. Just give them Jesus. Just give them Jesus. That's what the world needs. What, what, what does America need? They just need more Jesus. What does the world need? The world just needs more in Jesus. Hey, when I'm down, discouraged, or whatever, hey amen, I just need to get closer to Jesus. That's what I need. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen, Jesus, amen, is all we need. This is what these verses tell us, amen. The only message you need is Jesus. The only person you need is Jesus. But he says there, let me finish up here, verses 29 through 31, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made into us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. Notice verse 30 for a moment. Just a, a little side note. If you study First uh, uh, Corinthians, you'll see the outline of First Corinthians actually in this verse, because it says, of wisdom, uh, wisdom you find. It talks about that in verse chapters one through three. Of righteousness, it talks about that in chapters four through six of sanctification, it talks about that through chapters seven through fourteen, and then of redemption, Of course, it talks about that in chapters fifteen and sixteen, and of course, fifteen is the great chapter fifteen is the great uh, chapter of the gospel it 's the great chapter uh, on the resurrection. but notice what it says here: what Christ is to us. Again, he's wisdom. You see, Christ is wisdom that transforms our minds. Christ is wisdom that transforms our minds. That's why Philippians 2:5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Hey, you need wisdom? <laughs> Fill your mind with Jesus Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ is the wisdom that transforms our minds. Christ is the righteousness that transforms our morals. You see, uh, sir, the, the only thing that can transform you is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus takes residence, amen, and you let him take residence and you let him take over and all of a sudden you'll think different right? He'll transform your mind. All of a sudden you'll act different. He'll transform your morals. He's the sanctification that transforms our motives. Amen. He gives us a pure heart. And so we want to do the right things the right way for the right reason. First Corinthians six eleven says this, such were some of you. How did you go from being to were? The power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he says, were some of you, but what happened? But you're washed but you're sanctified. It goes right along with this verse, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. What a wonderful thing. Christ is the wisdom that transforms our minds. Christ is the righteousness that transforms our morals. Christ is the sanctification that transforms our motives. And then Christ is the redemption, amen, that transforms our members or gives us power over our members, if you will. That is what we do with our body. Romans six thirteen says, neither yield ye your members, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. You don't have to do that anymore. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. What a beautiful thing. You see, righteousness has to do with our standing. Sanctification has to do with our state. Righteousness meets the demands of the law. Amen. Sanctification meets the demands of the Lord. Righteousness is imputed to us by Christ. And sanctification is implemented in our life through the the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Righteousness deals with what we were before we got saved. We were sinners, but the moment we get saved, amen, that has gone away and God imputes His righteousness to us. So, righteousness deals with what we were, if you will, before uh, when we were first saved. And then, sanctification deals with what we can become after we're born again. You see, righteousness takes away what we were when we were first born, and then, sanctification comes to make us what we can be in Jesus Christ. Amen. Once we're born again. Oh, listen, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You need a new way of thinking Jesus. You need a new way of acting Jesus. You need a new uh, desires. Uh, uh, Jesus, whatever it is, Jesus is the answer in every area of your life. What's this saying? It's saying Christ is all we need. You see, uh, 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 Paul, when we begin here in verse 17, Paul said, What? Uh, uh, I come and I knew what? Back, called me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. You see, trying to add to the gospel is like trying to add to Jesus Christ. Saying the gospel needs more is like saying Jesus isn't enough. He's enough. And so the gospel is enough. Christ is all, therefore the gospel is all. And that's what we need to stay focused on, keeping, again, the main thing, uh, the main thing. We don't want to get sidetracked like they did in England. I don't want to get sidetracked. Amen. Hey, hey, uh, uh, listen, I'm all for uh, being a a red-blooded American and all those good things. Amen. But listen, I'm called to preach the gospel. So here's what it comes down to. Verses 29 and 31, we finish with this. Notice what it says in those two verses. What's all this about? What's all this wisdom and signs and, uh, you know, all these things? What are you you trying to say, Paul? Listen, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. See, here's really what it comes down to. It's all about who's going to get the glory. It's all about who's going to get the glory. You or the Lord? Hey, uh, you know uh, what? What what uh, what uh, what uh, Frank Sinatra say? I did it my way. Wonder how that worked out for him. Wonder how that worked out for him. Oh no, no! You better forget all this my way stuff. Well, this is what I think. This is what I want to do. Oh, you better you better just get that out of your, your out of your system. You see, because it's really all about who do you want? Who do you want? Do you want to get the glory, or do you want the Lord to get the glory? Who do you want to get the glory in your salvation? Who do you want to get in your life? Who do you want it to get into your home? You see, religion is about works. It's about getting glory that only belongs to God alone. No, he's not going to share his glory. Religion is about, you say, why is there so many religion? Because there's so many ways that people and systems are trying to get glory that only belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. The only person that deserves glory is Jesus Christ Hey, thank God I've been saved almost 34 years. I Thank God that I've been able to serve him 34 years. But you know what? Jeff Stewart has nothing to boast in except the power of the gospel and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. To him to Christ and Christ alone. Ephesians tonight, not of works, lest any man should boast. I, I look back over almost 34 years and boy, I search and I search and I don't see one thing that Jesus Christ, Jeff Stewart can boast in in himself. But I sure see a lot of things that I can boast about concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we don't glory in ourselves. And we don't glory in our spiritual leaders. That's how the chapters are. Some say I'm Sam of Paul, same of Apollos. And your point is, amen, your point is, you see, man always wants to get glory. Let me give you these verses in Matthew 7. Remember those that came to Lord? Many will say to me in that day. Think about that. Many will say to me in that day, sir, ma'am, one day that day is coming. That day that you stand before the Lord is coming. And what will you say on that day when you stand before the Lord? And look what they said. They said, have, what's the next word? We. We. What were they trying to do? They were trying to get glory for themselves that only belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Oh, yeah, we, you know, tagged your, tagged your name on there. And thy name have cast out devils in thy name. Boy, how did that work for those guys in Acts 9? Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? It didn't work out too good for them, amen. You better not just use his name, amen. You better know him. You better know him. Using his name, all these religions using his name, you know, the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that means nothing to God. The church, listen, uh, they reject Jesus Christ, so they're not a church. All they're left with is a ladder, and you can't get to heaven on a ladder, amen, right? Sure can't, they're a mess, amen. Listen, this, these things, throw his name around, people use it. That means nothing unless you have a personal relationship with the person. In thy name have cast out devils, in thy name have many works. Listen, and what did he say? And then when I will profess unto them, oh, wow, I really appreciate uh, how you've used my name and how you've built my reputation. I want to thank you for that. Uh, you know, hey, uh, let's get together sometime, have coffee. No, uh-uh. what did he say? This is all that matters. I never knew you. That's all that matters. Do you know Jesus Christ? He said, "I know my sheep. I know my sheep." Does he know you? Does he know you because you've put your trust in him? "I never knew you. Depart from me that work iniquity." See, Romans 3:27, where is boasting then? It's excluded, just like it should be. Boasting needs to be excluded. And Bible says this, where's boasting? It's excluded. How? By what law? The law of faith. Amen. The law of faith. That's all you have. The only thing you can do is take the faith that the word of God gives you. Amen. And use that to cast yourself upon the finished work amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel. You see, when someone confesses and repents, right, of their sin and puts their faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ alone and gets saved, you know what happens? When they confess, I can't do it, when they confess I don't have no strength, when they confess I can't do it by myself, and they cast themselves upon the finished work, you know what that does? One person gets the glory, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ so, l- Listen to these verses. Here's some great verses. You remember when uh remember, I-, I read this, so I'm reading in Joshua now. I read this in Joshua yesterday. And you remember when, when they went in and Achan messed up? Right? And what listen to what Joshua says to him. It's amazing. And Joshua said unto Achan, listen to this, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel. Joshua says, listen, Achan, you know what you need to do? You need to give glory to the God of Israel. He told him what he needed to do, then he told him how to do it. And how did he say he can do that? Make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done, hide it from me. He said, Achan, here's what you need to do. You need to give glory to the God of Israel. And you know how you can do that? You can do that by confessing your sin before him. That's how you give him glory. Listen, uh, if you're lost, if you're listening, you're here and you're lost. Amen. Do you you, really think about it? You might have come in here lost. You might have come in here on your way to hell. But think about that. You can give glory to God today. How? By coming to him and confessing your sin and repenting of your sin and putting your trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And verse 20, and Achan answered Joshua. It's the best thing you do. What did he say? He didn't try to. He just said... Indeed, I have sinned. That's the best thing. Don't try to make excuses for what you've done. Just simply come to God and say, indeed, I have sinned. Indeed, I am guilty. Listen this. Against the Lord God of Israel. You see what he said? He said, I'm guilty against the Lord God of Israel because all sin is against God. You say, you say well, but I did it to this person. Yes, but all sin is against God because he's the holy and righteous one. And so, listen, you just need to come and confess to him. I sinned and say, I've I've sinned against the holy God, but Jesus Christ paid for that sin. And he said, and thus and thus have I done. So he confessed, that. listen, this is Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. These are some good, good witnessing verses. That's a good verse for witnessing to somebody. You see the gospel is all through there. Listen to these verses in Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, let not, this goes right along with Corinthians, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Oh, you're smart. Well, nice, but that's not something to glory in. Neither let the mighty man. Right. Oh, you can beat me up. All right. Well, good. Amen. I'm not going to fight you then. Right. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. And look, let not the rich man. Hey, you you got some wealth. I'm happy for you. But let not the rich man glory in his riches. Now, listen to verse 24, Jeremiah 9. But let him that glorieth glory in. He knows this in what? In this. Glory in this. And what is the this? That he understandeth and knoweth me. Wasn't that beautiful? Hey, 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 uh, man, that guy's smarter than me. That guy's richer than me. That guy, that guy's uh, stronger than me. Man, I don't have nothing to glory in. Oh, yes, you do if you come to Jesus. Glory in this. (laughs) Oh, hey, oh, that's okay. You're smart. That's okay. You're more talented. But you know what? Hey, I'm glad I can glory in one thing this morning. I can glory in Jesus Christ. I can glory that I know him and understand who he is this morning. He says, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, and that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. You see, it comes down to this. You keep saying, well, you know, you're looking for that sign. You're looking for that. You're looking for that. One more thing show me one more sign, Uh, uh, just give me a little bit more something so uh, I, I can figure it out. No, 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 stop trying to figure it out, faith it out. Just believe the word of God, believe in who Jesus Christ really is, and cast yourself upon him and let him alone get the glory that he deserves in your life, in your life. So as we finish up, preaching. The spoken word, that's the means. That is still God's means. The preaching of the gospel. The cross, Calvary, that is the message. Paul said, we come to you as knowing knowing nothing. And boy, Paul knew a lot of things. (laughs) But he said, you know what? That didn't matter because the only thing that mattered is knowing nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So preaching, right, the only means, the cross, the only message, and Christ alone getting the glory is the purpose is the purpose. So let's keep, let's keep focused on the message. Let's stay focused on the means. You know, it's good to have this idea and that idea, but don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked, amen? It's the preaching. It's the giving of the death, burial, resurrection, and shed blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because He alone deserves the glory.